Stickered Up, the official podcast of the Cars Tour is on the air. Presented by Solid Rock Carrier. The Cars Tour, the premier late model stock series. Short track racing at its very best. Stickered Up will feature A-list guests, the hottest topics, race previews, recaps, the good, the bad, and the ugly. If it happens on the Cars Tour, Stickered Up is chewing on it. Here's your host, Stephen Dunn. Happy race week, everyone. Stephen Dunn, Stickered Up Podcast, the official podcast of your Solid Rock Carriers Cars Tour. It is race week, and we head to the PD region of South Carolina this weekend. Timminsville, South Carolina, Florence Motor Speedway for the running of the Aaron's 125. 125 laps for the late model stock cars. The super late models are off this weekend. They'll return to action in the season finale at South Boston. But before we dive into this weekend at Florence, we want to recap two first-time winners at Tri-County Speedway a couple of weeks ago. We'll start with the super late model stock car race. $10,000 for the winner. We'll go to Tony Stevens and Pit Road TV for the recap. Through the KRC Power Steering Start Zone, William Sawalich and Matt Craig lead the field into turn number one, and the HarrisonsWorkwear.com 225 is green. Lap number one, complete already a report of somebody possibly the oil pump belt, power steering belt, or something else falling off the race car. That's never what you want to hear in the first lap of the race. Problems, front stretch, turn four. That may be the culprit. Sammy Smith has gone around through the KRC power steering restart zone. And yet again, we are off and racing into turn number one. Matt Craig shot out of a cannon. The fight is going to be for second for Tyler Tanner. It's on the outside of William Sawalich. You see him two wide and then some throughout the field as they make their way across to complete lap number three. Meanwhile, it is two by two for the race lead. New leader, lap number 80, Steven Nassi to the point yet again by inches. It was a two-horse race, now it's six. Look at Daniel Dye on the outside. Chet Nolan muscles his way in. Dusty Williams and William Sawalich make contact and into the wall goes William Sawalich. Steven Nassi and Chandler Smith duke it out through turns one and two. And look at Smith, shot out of a cannon off turn two. That car has got forward drive, but cannot clear Nassie just yet. Move Matt Craig, now the third around Daniel Dye. Jake Garcia trying to follow suit. So whatever it was, the crew member from somewhere is going to go retrieve it. Oh, that's large. Whatever that is. Well, that's a break hose. That's Shane Higgins that went to retrieve it from the racetrack. Through the KRC Power Steering Restart Zone, Chandler Smith gets the jump slightly on Steven Nassie through turn two. Man, look at that 26 car go. When he points tonight is over. Look at Matt Craig sail that car into turn three. The wheels cranked left, trying to make a turn. Started in eighth, carved his way to the lead, fended off Steven Nassi on a late race restart, and Chandler Smith will exit turn four and win the super late model portion of the Harrison's Workwear 225. Steven Nassi second, Matt Craig third. And Chandler Smith wins his first career super late model stock car race on the Cars Tour. He is followed by Stephen Massey in second. Matt Craig, your current points leader, finished third. Jake Garcia, fourth. Hunter Robbins, fifth. Carson Quapple, sixth. Jackson Boone, seventh. Kyle Plott, eighth. Jake Finch, ninth. Jet Nolan, round out the top ten. Looking at your... Super late model stock car standings headed into the final race at South Boston in a couple weeks. Matt Craig able to stretch his lead to eight points over Carson Quapple. It's a two-man race for the 2021 championship. Jeff Batten third, Justin Kreider fourth, and Kyle Plott fifth. All of those guys mathematically eliminated from championship contention. So it'll be a two-car race at South Boston when we head there on October the 16th. Late model stock car, we saw a first-time winner again at Tri-County Speedway a couple of weeks ago. We'll go back to Tony Stevens for the recap of the late model stock car event. Mitrell and Brandon Pierce lead the field for the KRC Power Steering Start Zone and late model stock portion. The Harrison's Workwear 225 is green. Up front, Mike Looney now moving forward. Gets around Brandon Pierce for second. Oh, watch out, turn two. New leader, lap 17. Mike Looney to the point. Here comes McCaskill, though, on the outside. Deke McCaskill looking for sixth on Bobby McCarty. 
gap in the line, 22 thousandths of a second. Mike Looney over Mini Terrell, but don't look now, boys. Lane Riggs has joined the party, and Deke McCaskill wants to as well. Whoa, watch out! Lane Riggs up underneath of Mini Terrell. If there was another inch forward, we would have had calamity. And off we go into turn number one, and up the hill goes Riggs, trying to run Looney up the hill just a wee little bit to take the lead. Not going to happen. Meanwhile, Mini Terrell making the outside work here this time. Man, these two continue to go at it. Riggs and Terrell. That time, Terrell had the spot by seven one-thousandths of a second. Further back, three wide from at the fifth spot. Oh, contact Mason Diaz and Sam Yarbrough. And look at this. The fight for the championship is now on track. Caden Honeycutt has caught and is now underneath of Bobby McCarty. He sets the car into turn number three. And off turn four, Mini Terrell sees Brandon Willard's white flag. He has scratched, he has clawed, he worked his way by Mike Looney in the mid-stages of the race. A near impossible feat in some places. And Mini Terrell was settling into turns three and four. And Mini Terrell will win the Harrison's Workwear 225. First time to Edelbrock Victory Lane. Here he comes, out of the race car, Mini Terrell, a first time Cars Tour winner. Mini, we can see how big of a deal this clearly is to your crew, to your family, to the fellow competitors. But in your words, what does this mean to you to finally be here in Edelbrock Victory Lane? Oh man, I don't know, I'm speechless. I I can't believe we did it. I mean, it's, I've waited long enough to win one of these races. I mean, I had my shots at it, but just haven't had it that, that quite bad. And uh, man, that, that last restart of the last two when I was in fourth. And I'm telling you! I, <laughs> Good job, brother. I knew I was going too hard when uh, Mike went around me there at the beginning and uh, just kind of fell back, rode a little bit, Lane and Deke went around me. And uh, man, that high groove, I'll tell you one thing, um, Tri-County is my new favorite racetrack. This place is a blast. and. Uh, the fact that we got up that high, I had never expected it. And as soon as I saw Lane and Deke go up there, I was went right up there, and the car was just, I mean, twice as good as it was on the bottom. And, uh, man, that high line is deadly. And we just we stuck up there and went around Mike there. And, I mean, he had a great car, probably best car here. Um, but, man, that high line was just untouchable. And um, this is truly uh, an amazing feeling. I can't, explain, I can't explain it. Now that you pulled this off, you passed Mike Looney, you had to outduel Lane Riggs, Deke McCaskill, and others to get this done. What does this do for Mini Terrell? Because you had a long time where bad luck was all about you. I'm sure your confidence was down. Where is it now having to do all of that to get here? Oh, man, it was uh, the confidence definitely uh, wasn't great at that point. And you know, we'd had some bad finishes at the beginning of the season. And coming right off a of motor mile, we didn't qualify great and didn't even make it past the stripe and was wrecking. And uh, to come back through here, I didn't think we were that good. And uh, able to get the pole and everything. And, then to run through here, it's, it's awesome. But I mean, I just, I couldn't have done it without my crew. And uh, Brandon Butler works so hard on this thing, man. I can't thank him enough. And he puts his heart, blood, sweat, and tears into this thing to make it go fast. And uh, we had two new guys come with us and Hippie come and help us this weekend. And uh, this guy, Justin here, uh, they've been a huge help to us. And I can't thank him enough. And Dan Givens. And um, it's just the people that get this race, race car here out of this racetrack. And, uh, Make it go as fast as it goes is truly incredible, and I just can't thank him enough. And we will talk to Mini Tyrell via the GSX Rep hotline in segment two. Mini Tyrell, your winner, the HarrisonsWorkwear.com 225, his first career Cars Tour late model stock car win, also his first career pole a couple of weeks ago. Sam Yarborough finished second, points leader Bobby McCarty third, Caden Honeycutt fourth, Jared Fryer fifth, Jonathan Schaefer sixth, Justin Johnson seventh, Mike Looney eighth. Stephen Nassie, ninth. Carter Langley with a top 10 finish in his Cars Tour debut. Late model stock cars again in action this weekend at Florence Motor Speedway. Looking at the championship points, Bobby McCarty stretched his lead over Caden Honeycutt. He now sits at a 10-point cushion, 285 points total. Caden Honeycutt again, 10 points behind. Justin Johnson in third, he's 17 points behind Jared Fryer 21 markers back Sam Yarborough with a solid second place finish at Tri-County has climbed into the top five he's 31 markers out three events to go for the late model stock cars they'll start this weekend at Florence Motor Speedway 
and then back-to-back-to-back weeks with Wake County the following weekend, and then they'll wrap up the 2021 campaign at South Boston, October 16th, autos by Nelson to 50. First caution flag of this edition of Stickered Up is out. Brandon Willard's got the caution flag out. We'll come down pit road, sticker up, and in segment two, we'll be back with Minnie Tyrell. You're listening to the Stickered Up podcast. Stickered Up, official podcast of the Cars Tour. Delivery by truck, part of the lifeblood of our nation. Solid Rock Carriers, LaGrange, North Carolina, gets the job done. Specializing in general freight and refrigerated foods. And here's an opportunity for you. You can join the Solid Rock Carriers team. If you have a CDL license and would like to find out more, call 252-521-1757. 252-521-1757 for Solid Rock Carriers. Supporting short track racers and industry professionals. And the title sponsor of the cars tour get the picture with pit road tv the official home of cars tour tv where winners watch their favorite races if you can't make it to the track tune in and let tony stevens and hannah newhouse bring you all the action for the cars tour pit road tv check them out online pitrow.tv that's pitrow.tv don't change that channel. BST, Bryant Shock Technology, providing proven race-winning shock technology. The only thing that will shock are the affordable prices. BST offers sales, service, and repair of racing shocks, plus suspension-related components for a wide range of race cars. With 20-plus years of NASCAR experience and a decade as a shock specialist, contact PJ Bryant, 704-701-5585. That's 704-701-5585. Tell him you heard about BST. BST on Stickered Up. Stickered Up. RNS Race Cars, building championship race cars, provider of championship winning late model stock chassis. RNS Services, providing chassis, body hanging, turnkey purchases, parts, and baseline setups. Contact RNS today at 336-213-0736. That's 336-213-0736 to start building your next winning race car. That's RNS Race Cars, 336-213-0736, South Boston, Virginia. Needing new tires and trying to fit that in your budget doesn't have to be stressful. You just need to know where to go, and that's Thrifty Tire, your locally owned source for new and used tires. Two locations, Durham and Roxboro, not just tires. Auto repair, wheels, brakes, alignment, and suspension. Online at thriftytireonline.com. The official car care service center, the official pit stop of the Stickered Up podcast. This is Justin Johnson, driver of the number 44 per your tank lines, GSX Wraps Chevrolet. You're listening to the Stickered Up podcast with Stephen Dunn and powered by Solid Rock Carriers. Green flag back out, Stickered Up podcast, the official podcast of the Solid Rock Carriers Cars Tour. The most recent winner of the Cars Tour late model stock car division joins us via the GSX Wraps hotline. Minnie Tyrell, welcome back to the Stickered Up Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Glad to be here. Well, we we had you on uh, a few weeks ago before the the event at Dominion, a home race for you, and and we told you that if you'd win a race, we'd have you back here on the podcast. And look looky here, here's Minnie Tyrell back, his first career pole, his first career win at Tri County a couple of weeks ago. Has it sank in yet? Man, I don't know. It's. Uh... I, I think it has, but uh, it's still just unbelievable. You know, I mean, it's definitely a surreal feeling and uh, amazing, amazing feeling to have. Um, just, I still, I don't know that it's even said in. I think it's, it's almost like it's uh, unreal. <laughs> yeah, and one and one thing going into to the Tri County event that that we talked about in previews. No practice tires, um, which that'll change this weekend. The cars tour came out. Um, press release uh, to drivers, teams, crews, letting them know that Hoosier has indicated they will be practice tires for the remaining three races, which I know that's probably good news uh, for you to hear. But definitely a little bit of a different animal at Tri-County a couple weeks ago with no practice tires um, and a racetrack that had a little bit different surface than the last time you guys were there. How did you adapt to that on a Friday practice with, with no tires, new racetrack, essentially with the paving in three and four? And, and then how did that build into your strategy for Saturday? I mean, it was definitely uh, an interesting 
kind of track the way I've only been there ever once one time and that was in 2018 and uh, it was the uh, the limited race that the car store had ever done. It's the only and first race that they ever did in the limited late models. And, uh, I mean, I qualified outside pole, led some laps, and then uh, unfortunately got caught up in a wreck in the back straightaway. But, um, you know, it was definitely odd because before it was the rough racing surface. And um, it's kind of interesting because that track, you carry so much speed into turn one, Obviously, with all that grip coming out of turn four, you can really hammer down on the gas pedal. And, then, you know, you don't carry as much getting into three and four. Um, so it's it's a fine balance that you had to figure out and not having the tires to be able to really, uh, you know, kind of feel out the car the whole time was definitely a challenge. Um, trying to adapt because we, I mean, we were on 80 lap tires all weekend until we put them on for qualifying. And, uh, I mean, it really shocked us. I mean, I, I knew that we were pretty good. I didn't think that we were that good. Um, you know, when Brandon came with the radio and said, all right, you're on a 78 P1. And I was like, wow, okay. And, uh, but, um, you know, it's definitely uh, quite the adaption. Um, I like, you know, I kind of like the the tire thing because, you know, really it, it kind of takes your, your team and kind of forces you to use what you got and really use your head and then not – uh, kind of fine tune on the car or, or, you know, fine tune on the car and make sure that, you know, it's good and really kind of, I think, prepared me for the race tear, late race. And I think that's why the car came in so well is because we we're on older tires. Um, so it's definitely more strategies that I think we're going to kind of carry into these other races rather than, uh, you know, slapping on a new set of tires um, just about every time you go out. So definitely a, uh, a big learning curve there that weekend. Well, I did want to ask you too, uh, one of the things that a lot of people – uh, if you go back and look on the video from Pit Road TV, Tri-County is known for multiple groove racing. And, man, you were right up there against the wall. You found a really good line around the racetrack, really high up on the wall right there in three and four. Talk a little bit about how that came about and how you transitioned into that high lane later in the race. Yeah, so we we started up front, and I know about, I think it was like 16 or 17 laps in, Mike Looney had gone around us. Um I knew we were going pretty hard because uh, he was behind me and you know, Brandon was calling. He's coming up on you. So I tried to stay in front of him for a little bit, but um, you know, I just knew that we were going to hurt our tires too bad if I tried to. So I kind of just let him roll around and uh, was following him for a while. And then uh, Lane Riggs and Deke McCaskill had passed me uh, up on the top. And now he said try the high line because, uh, well, Lane Riggs was still behind me. And so I went up about a car length, car length and a half, and then he called uh, outside. So I was like, wow, so they're really, really up there. I mean, it was third, fourth groove up on the racetrack. I mean, it was very, very high, and um, I never thought that we'd gone up that high. So once they went around me, uh, I kind of just fell in line, uh, rode, and kind of conserved my stuff, and uh, really just went up there to that line. And then that last two restarts, I uh, went back from starting in fourth and then was able to get up there. Uh, battle with Lane, and then uh, eventually get up there and go around Mike Looney there at the end. And uh, really just the, the high line was deadly. I think Mike had definitely probably the fastest car, but um, you know, he just he couldn't quite get to me there. He couldn't quite get up high like I could. Um, it would have been an interesting race if Mike and him and Mike and Lane didn't get together. Um, but definitely, you know, I was like, well, I don't think Mike's going to be able to get around me. I mean, he's going to have to wreck me or – get get to the high side of me to be able to get around me because uh you know i mean he really had a good car but um yeah that high line is it was deadly there at the end and i just stuck right there and kept what i was doing and uh, the research went our way and um was able to just kind of walk away with it there at the end i tell you i'm gonna have to ask mike looney next time i see him because i'm sitting here you know replaying that in my mind and if, if you go back and think you know mike looney's had some really good finishes cars tour uh, got beat by a rookie in Daniel Silvestri, young kid. Uh, Mini Tyrell beats him at Tri-County. And then this past weekend, Valley Star credits uh, 300 at Martinsville. Landon Pimbleton, a rookie, beat Mike Looney. So you got to think Mike's got to be scratching his head. You know, all, the, all these young kids, up-and-comers, uh, beating the Wiley veteran. So that's got to make you feel good. Got to give you some confidence uh, going into the next three races for sure. Absolutely. I mean, Mike uh, is an outstanding race car driver, uh, outstanding crew. I love the whole Billy Martin racing gang. Um, you know, he's definitely got a lot of years of experience behind him. Uh, I know racing uh, at Hickory Motor Speedway next to Josh Berry and things like that. And 
just running up front, picking up these uh, these lessons from these guys and uh, being able to get up there. Like I said, I think Mike has, has had a great car all year. I mean, he's he's been up there in contention every single time we go anywhere, and he's always uh, super fast right out the gate no matter where we go. Um, but I just you – know, he hasn't been able to seal the deal there. Luck hasn't been going his way. And uh, like I said, when I was watching Martinsville, um, he got kind of held up, and I know Landon um, – kind of track position there at the end was so crucial in that race and being able to, it's so hard to get around people. That's what I heard from people. Um, so, you know, I think that Mike having trouble getting back to second there at the end really held him up. Um, I know he had a really good car. I think he probably had a little bit faster of a car than Landon there, but, um, you know, just the track position really went Landon's way and that's kind of how the race played out. So, um, you know, Mike's been having some really good, really good runs this season. So maybe he'll be able to, close the deal but um you know of course i want to get up there i want to win some more this year as well so uh maybe michael will just have to wait for next year <laughs> absolutely well and, and, and i wanted to get back to you again man that's uh it's been a it's been a different year for you it's it, it started off uh not so great not so hot and and you and you and your dad and and brandon butler your crew chief you guys made a a pretty big swing a pretty big decision to uh transition um, over to the RNS family, Marcus Richmond uh, did that at Langley uh, in a Justin Johnson car uh, in June, and and then transitioned to your own RNS uh, chassis moving forward. Is that really the turning point for you guys as far as your season? Because you've started, you know, obviously a top ten at uh, at Langley, a top ten at Dominion, uh, a top five at Hickory. Uh, your first win a couple of weeks ago. It, it, can you really look and point back to that moment as, as kind of the defining moment that really turned your year around? Yeah, I think it, it really did. I mean, it's been uphill ever since we made the switch. Um, you know, not, not to say that anybody, you know, I've, I've, every race car that I've driven has been a great race car. And, um, you know, just really the RNS cars was what was going to work better for our team. And, um, you know, we made the switch. Brandon is, is such a smart guy with these setups, man. And, I mean, he was making the car go fast and being able to get with the RNS crew and be able to get some more information on the cars and things like that. Um, really, just took Brandon and and really made a, an awesome crew chief. And he's always been an incredible crew chief. And um, you know, we really just made the car super fast. Being able to drive Justin Johnson's car uh, at Langley Speedway, I know we qualified fourth. Um, car got a little bit tight there on us at the end. We ended up sliding back, sliding back to sixth. Uh, same thing kind of happened at Dominion. Um, we did. We started off a little bit too tight and was running up front and then slid back to sixth. But um, it really, it was kind of just those two races were really kind of trying to figure out. Um, and at Hickory, really just trying to figure out uh, the setups of these cars because they're so much different than a lot of these race cars um, when it comes to all these setups and stuff with these. And um, really kind of dialed it in. I felt like uh, we kind of hit the nail on the head there at Tri-County, and um, hopefully we can get that set up just as good as it was here coming up for Florence. Looking ahead at Florence, and again, this is a – it's an interesting stretch. It's its the first time I can recall having three weekends in a row uh, to wrap up the 2021 campaign, Florence, Wake County, South Boston. Um, and, I mean, you're, you're not mathematically eliminated from the championship talk but some some big things would have to happen for you to climb back in that do you have the mentality these next three races to just go out and just just try to win races or is it still let's just run for top fives let's see what we can get I mean do you guys take some different chances or do something a little different just to kind of go for wins here yeah I mean definitely the the mentality that I've been kind of going to these races is uh really just have good finishes, keep the car in one piece and, uh, you know, just do what the car is capable of. We get a couple more spots. Awesome. You know, kind of things like that. Um, but you know, after getting the, you know, the first win, it kind of really ignites a fire in your, in your mentality. That's like, all right, you know, we get, we did it once now we can do it again. Let's, let's go try and get us another one. So, um, really just trying to finish up front, finish, you know, high try and chase a win if we got the car um if not it is what it is we'll move on to the next one um but like i said you know we're not completely out of the championship but um there's that small sliver i think all the stars would have to align for us to be up there but 
you know, maybe if we can get a couple spots in this championship running and maybe end with a top five on the season in the series, it'd be pretty cool. Um, but definitely uh, kind of going into it, looking to finish up front, looking to have good finishes. And um, if we can seal off another win this year, that'd be awesome. Well, you could just go out and win the next three, and that'll that'll probably get you into the top five, I would think, don't you? Absolutely. If that, <laughs> that could happen, that, that'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, again, we, we know that you're going to be at Florence this weekend, Wake County, South Boston. Any talk uh, with your team as far as maybe doing any of these additional uh, big money races at the end of the year, maybe the Rodney Cook, Thanksgiving Classic, anything like that? Have you guys looked into maybe doing any of those particular races to wrap up 2021? Yeah, I'm not sure if we're going to enter in any of those races. I know Carteret County Speedway is having a uh, big race in December. Um, I believe we're going to maybe try and go down to that one and uh, see how well we can compete there. I've always run pretty good at Carteret County, so um, never had the opportunity to get a win there. We've been up front so many times, so maybe uh, this coming December we get up there and uh, finally put my name on the wall. But other than that, um, I don't think uh, any other races really. We're probably going to just put our sights on 2022, and uh, next time or next year when we're in a better position with our equipment, uh, we should be able to travel around a little bit more and enter some of these other races as well. Manny, I know it takes a lot of people to get to the racetrack every weekend. And uh, we want to give you an opportunity to thank those people before we wrap up here. Absolutely. Obviously my whole crew. Um, I know uh, Hippie who come and help us at Tri-County and uh, and, and Justin as well. Uh, he was an awesome help. Uh, Brandon Butler, my crew chief, uh, guy is awesome. He'd give me the shirt off his back. Um, I love him to death. Dan Givens, um, everybody who comes to crew, Larry, the tire guy, Colin Butler, Brandon's son, um, and all my sponsors, Kirk Ipock with Solid Rock Carriers, obviously Amish Sheds, uh, RNS Race Cars, Clark's Automotive Race Engines, uh, Bradley McCaskill with Graphics Unlimited for hooking up the graphics, um, Buzzy Racing uh, and Moon Racing and Radical Race Gear for the awesome race suits. Many, it's always a pleasure to talk to you, young man, and we wish you the best at uh, Florence this weekend, and go get you another checkered flag. We'll have you on next week, and we'll talk about Wake County. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Caution flags out here at Stickered Up Podcast. Brandon Willard's got that out. We'll come down pit road, sticker up, and we'll return. Lenny Baticki with PRN's At The Track. You're listening to the Stickered Up Podcast. Stickered Up, official podcast of the Cars Tour. Race Cars, building championship race cars, provider of championship winning late model stock chassis. RNS Services, providing chassis, body hanging, turnkey purchases, parts, and baseline setups. Contact RNS today at 336 213 0736. That's 336 213 0736 to start building your next winning race car. That's RNS Race Cars, 336 213 0736, South Boston, Virginia. <laughs> Needing new tires and trying to fit that in your budget doesn't have to be stressful. You just need to know where to go, and that's Thrifty Tire, your locally owned source for new and used tires. Two locations, Durham and Roxborough, and not just tires. Auto repair, wheels, brakes, alignment, and suspension. Online at thriftytireonline.com. The official Car Care Service Center, the official pit stop of the Stickered Up Podcast. BST, Bryant Shock Technology, providing proven race-winning shock technology. The only thing that will shock are the affordable prices. BST offers sales, service, and repair of racing shocks, plus suspension-related components for a wide range of race cars. With 20-plus years of NASCAR experience and a decade as a shock specialist, contact PJ Bryant, 704-701-5585. That's 704-701-5585. Tell him you heard about BST on Stickered Up. Stickered Up. Delivery by truck, part of the lifeblood of our nation. Solid Rock Carriers, LaGrange, North Carolina, gets the job done. Specializing in general freight and refrigerated foods. And here's an opportunity for you. You can join the Solid Rock Carriers team. If you have a CDL license and would like to find out more, call 252-521-1757. 252-521-1757 for Solid Rock Carriers. Supporting short track racers and industry professionals. And the title sponsor of the Cars Tour. Get the picture with Pit Road TV, the official home of Cars Tour TV. 
where winners watch their favorite races. If you can't make it to the track, tune in and let Tony Stevens and Hannah Newhouse bring you all the action for the Cars Tour. Hit Row TV. Check them out online. HitRow.tv. That's HitRow.tv. Don't change that channel. Hey, this is Josh Berry, and you're listening to Stickered Up Podcast with Stephen Dunn. Green flag back out, Stickered Up Podcast, the official podcast of the Solid Rock Carriers Cars Tour via the GSX Raps Hotline. PRN's at the track. Pit Road TV's Lenny Baticki joins us on Stickered Up. Lenny, welcome to the Stickered Up Podcast. Well, great to be here. Uh, my question is, are we two stickers or four? We're going to be four stickers in practice this weekend and four stickers for the race. So uh, exciting news out of the Cars Tour office that they're going to have practice tires for the remaining three races. So that's good news for all the teams, I'm sure. And, and they're not practice tires from like some Pinto redo barn that, you know, they're real race tires? Well, they may, I don't know. They may have scrapped them from Martinsville this past weekend. I'm not quite sure. <laughs> but uh, it's it's definitely been a fiasco and been and been crazy and you know, you've been you've been highly involved with this, and uh, you know, doing your stuff with the Cars Tour Pit Road um, with Tony Stevens, and just wanted to kind of talk to you about get your perspective on on what you've seen here so far in 2021, and then the very condensed three three race uh, sprint here over the next three weeks to a to a 2021 championship. Yeah, that uh, three-race sprint's going to be something, but we'll uh, kind of start with the the year that was uh, out there. And I, I still think, uh, you know, as, as we were living it there at Tri-County, uh, having a multi-time most popular driver um, win his first race uh, in, in such a, a dominant fashion after the week before he didn't even make a quarter lap, um, you know, that was really neat for Mini Tyrell to uh, pull that off, and those moments leading up to it uh, were really special to watch, um, you know, happen and continue to happen uh, through Victory Lane and everything else. Uh, I think that was a really, really good one. And then uh, to have uh, you brought up Martinsville, um, you know, certainly not a car store race, but to have two the front runners up there uh, in qualifying to be car store regulars with Daniel Silvestri and, and Bobby McCarty, um, you know, it just bodes well for uh, the series that we all love and that, um, you know, Jack and Tony and everybody else have put so much into. Uh, and, and even little Willard up there in the flag stand, showing them what we get to see all the time uh, at the races. Yeah, um, it was it was really cool. I mean, and, and, and Reverend, Reverend Joe Lewis was there this past weekend as well. Uh, you know, Jim Bushy was there, who was who also was a Cars Tour official. He was there on the NASCAR side. So a lot of that Cars Tour family was kind of we woven into that to that scenery. And, you know, you look at it, Mike Looney, who's run the Cars Tour mm-hmm. the majority of the year, finishes second. You know, Justin Johnson, Caden Honeycutt with, with top ten finishes as well. So the Cars Tour, again, well represented at Martinsville. But we change gears. We get back into Cars Tour competition this weekend at Florence Motor Speedway. You'll be there with Pit Road TV uh, doing what you do best, uh, being down on Pit Road. What do you kind of expect, and what are your thoughts coming into this weekend? Well, uh, I've got a, a feeling from uh, listening to him on uh, our friend Doc Love's podcast that Bobby McCarty is coming for hell or high water, and Katie's barred the door for the next three races and then some. This is somebody who f- feels like that, you know, I was this close. I should have had it. I was right there. And uh, the whiskey ain't working anymore to get rid of the bad feeling. He needs to win and is set on go, go, go to do it. Uh, So anybody else uh, running there, uh, I'll be watching to see how close they can come to a guy that really has had a uh, fantastic uh, season with wins and such. And uh, if anybody's going to do it, it was neat to see the resurgence uh, of what, I don't know, did he pass every car just about? Jared Fryer, Uh, him and Tony White's magic uh, working there. I think that's going to be uh, neat to watch those two uh, race it out uh, after being that close at Martinsville for both of them. Yeah, and, and I think the thing that's crazy is that, you know, Jared started, I think, 13th or 14th in his heat race. Had to get, had to drive up, I think, to 10th in his particular heat race to transfer in. Got up to 10th, and then the hood pins came out, 
He basically ran the last three laps of the heat race, not being able to see. So you talk about a, a hell of a job spotting uh, by Tony White to get him around and, and get him locked in. Started 30th and drove all the – or 31st and drove all the way up to 5th. I mean, a remarkable drive for him for sure. And, again, he's one of those guys, the defending Cars Tour champion, still yet to win in 2021. Well, it, it's going to be a mountain for him to climb again with uh, what McCarty is set on. But I think both are going to be exciting to watch. And, uh, you know, Fryer certainly can do it. He's done it before. And uh, I think that's going to make Florence really entertaining with the no walls, basically, uh, on, you know, three quarters of the track or so. Uh, it should give everybody enough room to, uh, you know, push and shove when they need to, but still be able to get away if they need to as well. And um, this one ought to be a pretty much a humdinger with the uh, aftertaste still in a lot of their mouths from last weekend. This is a very, I mean, you look at the Cars Tour, the the group that, that runs this, you, you've got some some veterans, a Mike Looney, a Bobby McCarty, um, a Justin Johnson, a Jared Fryer. It's got a lot of young kids too, a Caden Honeycutt, um, a Mini Tyrell, a Jonathan Schaefer, a Connor Jones. From your perspective, you've you've covered short track racing for for many years. Um, what's your take on the Cars Tour as far as where it stands um, compared to other series? Well, I think uh, the young names that you mentioned there are somewhat different than you know maybe uh, the All Pro series back in the day uh, with Jody Ridley and Purvis and, and guys like that. It was more of a veterans thing. You had the solid veterans. Uh, like the Cars Tour does, but you didn't have so many of those young guys because it wasn't that way back then. And now to see, uh, I really like what Jonathan Finley um, has done since he came back from that Indiana Midget Tour he did with Keith Coons. And um, he seems to be more within himself and more ready to do things. Caden Honeycutt, of course, what what he's done already this year and did uh, well again at Martinsville. Uh, a rising star, I think, as he builds his comfort zone around him, um, you know, he knows how to win. He's done it in a lot of different forms of racing, uh, whether it was the dirt stuff he did in Texas, the legend stuff that he's done all over the country. Um, now he's got to get the right group of people all communicating the way he wants them to a hundred percent of the time, like, like the ones that we've also spoke about the veterans. Uh, he's going to be a challenger next year for the, those top podium places in the points. Uh, if he chooses to, uh, you know, continue to keep coming here from Texas and uh, many with his win and such and others. But I even look deeper. I, I William Swalich, coming on at Tri-County and putting that blistering lap there and not freaking out in front of the field and, and getting, you know, dumped early uh, because he couldn't keep in that position. That bode well for him. I know he wrecked later in the race, but um, Swalich is a player that continues to come up. And I'm even looking to next year when Katie Hedinger uh, will probably start to make appearances with us. And, uh, you know, it, it continues to grow the crop of talent that is coming into the car store. Yeah, and, and I think that with some news that the car store will come out with, I mean, some of those names that you did just mention um, in, there in the later, Katie Hedinger and, and Solwich, I mean, they're both young. Um, and I think that the car store has proven year after year that it's really the proving ground to get to the next level. You look at a Josh Berry, you look at a Ty Gibbs, you look at a Corey Heim, all those guys are winning at the, at the higher levels and they cut their teeth and, and won races here in the cars tour. Well, the cars tour, not only, um, you know, builds a great event as far as the competitors, you got fair tech, you've got people in there that are, are, are trying to make this thing as level a playing field as you can, especially when, you know, uh, as racers and teams do, they're trying to unlevel it and make it for themselves, which is what they should do. Um, but I, I think Jack and his crew have done, uh, an admirable job there and, uh, what Tony Stevens has built with, uh, you know, the, the toy I get to uh, play with, if you will, uh, the car store TV, I think that's, uh, opened up, uh, a lot of eyes to what is going on within what we do and given stability for sponsors like GSX Raps and uh, others, uh, to be able to, um, you know, showcase what um, 
you know, the solid rock car carriers, uh, car sure does. Right. And, and one thing that I wanted to ask you, I mean, you've, like I said, you've been around short track racing for a long time and this three, this three week stretch to, to close out 2021, we're at Florence this week in a racetrack that's, it's unique, no outside retaining wall from basically entering turn one to the exit of turn four, uh, low grip racetrack, um, old worn out eats up tires. And then next week we'll go to Wake County Speedway, uh, truly a bull ring, a quarter mile, not a lot of room to, to pass. You got to beat and bang. And then we wrap up the season at, at South Boston, high grip racetrack, uh, really fast, definitely three different disciplines for these drivers. And what a way to end the 2021 season. Yeah, it's phenomenal uh, that we have three in a row. I, I was, uh, you know, not figuring that Wake would be able to find enough uh, of those wonderful tires to be able to run. But uh, again, kudos to uh, the Cars Tour for being able to uh, tell us that they've got enough and they're going to have enough. So it'll be interesting. I think this weekend is going to be wide open uh, with with folks really still having a lot of that, uh, you know, taste from Martinsville that we spoke about. The next weekend is the wild card, and it's not the wild card because of the wrecks. It's the wild card because of the wrecks that could be. And where do the fastest guys want to be? If they can qualify in the first two rows, sure, you're going to go up there and race. But if you don't come out of qualifying good, does that become the defense race that you have to survive? You cannot go forward. You just can't get in a wreck. You've got to pitter-patter around. And does that open the door at Wake County to have a totally new winner, maybe a totally new podium uh, at Wake because those that need the points and their car intact to go to South Boston are not going to risk it um, with five and a half days or six days before they've got to be there um, ready to go at the, the championship race. I think it's going to be a really tiptoe situation at Wake and then South Boston. Man, uh, great race in there forever and ever. And this one's going to go down as, as one of those battles as well. So three different races, that wild card in the middle is going to be something. Lenny, you do a lot for short track racing. Again, you mentioned you were you were co-host with Doc Love, Race 22, last night um, in their recap of Martinsville. But I also want to give you an opportunity to share with fans where they can hear you, PRN at the track, and, and how they can listen to you on the weekends doing that. Well, I appreciate it. PRN's at the track is is uh, broadcast radio half hour uh, each week. We have a Southeast version and a Mid-America version. We play on stations from Southern Georgia up to uh, Iowa and across over to Pennsylvania and such. You can hear our shows, though, conveniently on the uh, Performance Racing Network app, or you can go to goprn.com and really following our Twitter page, PRN's at the track on Twitter. We'll keep you updated with all the grassroots racing information we can find. We share it. We are racing's most prolific tweeter over 150,000 tweets passing through our channels and that's uh thousands more than say kenny wallace who uh, is not in that zone yet <laughs> i do have to ask because you do have such a broad um expertise and you see a lot of different short track racers can you give me three names of people that the cars tour people may not be familiar with that they may need to kind of keep their eyes on in the next couple of years? Uh, I'm waiting to see what Toyota is going to do with Jade Avedisian. She's 14 out in California. She won $20,000 in a uh, sprint race last year uh, against all the best guys that, that there were, but she's been racing mainly on the West Coast and waiting to kind of get enough of age to come back and, and come out here full-time. Um, she'll probably go to Indiana first, uh, like a lot of them, but I think if she's going to, uh, continue her rise up over the next few years, she will be one of those drivers that really puts it to them. Um, you know, beyond her, uh, I think we see a, uh, real, uh, magnet and a draw for most of the other racers. If they're East of the, uh, Mississippi, if you're racing, uh, Lebanon, uh, Missouri East, 
you're finding your way to the Cars Tour because right now it is the thing that is the thing in uh, late model racing for rising stars. So uh, it's just watching, uh, you know, the next uh, Swalich, uh, the next Hedger, uh, the next Caden Honeycutt. Who would have, this time last year would we have had Caden on our radar? I, I think that's one of the fun things that. It, you just never know with this box of chocolates that the Cars Tour is. Who's going to show up and how these young folks are going to impact all the racing that we thought we were going to see, and now we get to see even more. Well, again, just to, to reiterate, we had a 16-year-old named Landon Pimbleton win the richest late model stock car race in his first ever attempt. That right there tells you that there is a youth movement in motorsports, and um, man, I've had so many people ask me over the last two days, when's he coming to the cars tour? So, uh, have to work on him and in, see if we can get him to, to doc last night. Um, I'm not sure that that's yet on his radar. Um, I, his goal, uh, as he stated was to win a track championship next. And that may be the better pattern for him. Uh, if that's something that's on his mind, he can get that, check that box and, uh, you know, make a handful of starts if he wants at some cars tour races. Uh, I'm not a big guy uh, on rushing uh, somebody that has just got out of eighth grade <laughs> into, right. uh, you know, uh, thinks they landed more older than that. Right. But um, they, they, they need to have those steps uh, and goals at each step because this is a darn hard business. And you and I get to be a part of the fun side of it. But uh, we're also there when it's not so fun. And um, I, I hope uh, Landon follows his heart wherever that heart takes him and that he does it in the steps that make him happy and comfortable. And uh, we'll see him someday. But uh, I, I could wait a year or two. That kid's got talent. He'll be here. Well, you and I get the privilege to see 20 of the best late model stock car drivers at Florence Motor Speedway this weekend, and I've even offered my free services to sit in the booth with Tony Stevens again this weekend. He said he didn't have anybody, so uh, you might have the uh, you might have to uh, slum it with uh, Stephen Dunn in the booth this weekend. So, uh, oh no, I, I love it when you're up there. You you're a parental supervision for my friend Tony. <laughs> <laughs> well, Lenny, it's, it's I can't thank you enough for jumping on uh, the Stickered Up podcast, and uh, man. Uh, so, such such a great opportunity to talk to you. Look forward to seeing you this weekend at Florence, and uh, we'll have our fans make sure they check you out on PRN at the track. Honored to be a part of uh, the Stickered Up podcast. Thanks for having us on, and look forward to uh, good things this weekend down in South Carolina. Bye-bye. Caution flags out. We'll come back. We'll recap or we'll preview the Aaron's 125 in Florence in our final segment. You're listening to the Stickered Up podcast. Stickered Up, official podcast of the Cars Tour. BST, Bryant Shock Technology, providing proven race-winning shock technology. The only thing that will shock are the affordable prices. BST offers sales, service, and repair of racing shocks, plus suspension-related components for a wide range of race cars. With 20-plus years of NASCAR experience and a decade as a shock specialist, contact P.J. Bryant, 704-701-5585. That's 704-701-5585. Tell him you heard about BST on Stickered Up. Stickered Up. Needing new tires and trying to fit that in your budget doesn't have to be stressful. You just need to know where to go, and that's Thrifty Tire, your locally owned source for new and used tires. Two locations, Durham and Roxboro, not just tires. Auto repair, wheels, brakes, alignment, and suspension. Online at thriftytireonline.com. The official car care service center, the official pit stop of the Stickered Up podcast. Get the picture with Pit Row TV, the official home of Cars Tour TV, where winners watch their favorite races. If you can't make it to the track, tune in and let Tony Stevens and Hannah Newhouse bring you all the action for the Cars Tour. Pit Row TV. Check them out online. PitRow.tv. That's PitRow.tv. Don't change that channel. 
Delivery by truck, part of the lifeblood of our nation. Solid Rock Carriers, LaGrange, North Carolina, gets the job done. Specializing in general freight and refrigerated foods. And here's an opportunity for you. You can join the Solid Rock Carriers team. If you have a CDL license and would like to find out more, call 252-521-1757. 252-521-1757 for Solid Rock Carriers. Supporting short track racers and industry professionals. And the title sponsor of the Cars Tour. Race Cars, building championship race cars, provider of championship winning late model stock chassis. RNS Services, providing chassis, body hanging, turnkey purchases, parts, and baseline setups. Contact RNS today at 336-213-0736. That's 336-213-0736 to start building your next winning race car. That's RNS Race Cars, 336-213-0736, South Boston, Virginia. This is Dan Silvestri, driver of the number 97 Bitcoin Chevrolet. You're listening to the Stick It Up podcast with Stephen Dunn. White flag out here, Stick It Up podcast, the official podcast of the Solid Rock Carriers Cars Tour. We're at Florence Motor Speedway this weekend where activities will start on Friday afternoon. Late model stock cars will hit the racetrack for an hour practice session started at 3 o'clock. Then they'll have two 30-minute practice sessions to wrap up the evening. Pits close at 6. Back in action Saturday morning, uh, trailer parking starts at 11.45. Tire selection, 1 o'clock. Late model stock cars will hit the track for the first of two 30-minute practices at 2.30. Um, grandstands will open at 5. Uh, local division practicing and qualifying will be from 5, 4.45 to 5.45. Single car qualifying for the late model stock cars at 6 o'clock. Driver intros at 6.40. And the Aaron's 125 will take the green flag at 7 p.m., General admission tickets are $20. Pit passes are $45. You can get your advanced tickets for $15, carsracingtour.com. Um, also, if you cannot make it to Timminsville this weekend, you can join um, Pit Road TV, their broadcast, Tony Stevens. Again, 20 late model stock cars entered for this weekend's event. Some familiar names and some local flair as well. Deke McCaskill, Brandon Pierce, Jonathan Finley, Caden Honeycutt, who's second in championship points. Connor Mosack returns to the late model stock cars. He'll be piling a Dexter Knight car this weekend. Carson Quapple will be in the junior motorsports number eight. Jared Fryer, Joe Valento, Current points leader Bobby McCarty. Mike Darn will be in the 24 this weekend for Mason Diaz. Ron Galinsky, Zach Miracle, two of the local guys. Tyler Matthews returns to the Cars Tour. Justin Johnson. Connor Jones will actually be in the 54 this weekend for Justin Johnson Racing. Michael Bumgarner with David Gillian Racing in the 54B. Mini Tyrell, Jonathan Schaefer, Sam Yarbrough, who's got to be one of the favorites this weekend, a racetrack that he gets around extremely well. And then Lane Riggs, who had a stout run at martinsville this past weekend um it'll be interesting to see again three weeks in a row for the cars tour as we wrap up 2021 uh, florence is going to be an interesting interesting race I, I see bobby mccarty uh sam yarborough justin johnson probably be in the top three uh that you got to keep an eye out but who knows zach miracle ron galinsky could pull the upset being the hometown hero um we'll be back next week um, with Wake County, and then the following week. So you'll get three or two more stickered ups back-to-back. Could not do this without our sponsors, Kirk Pocket, Solid Rock Carriers, Justin Johnson at Thrifty Tire, PJ Bryant, BST, RNS Race Cars and Marcus Richmond, and our friends at Pit Road TV, Tony Stevens. Can't thank my broadcast team enough here at Broadcasting Expert, Dave Perkins, Morgan Patrick. I am Stephen Dunn. Enjoy the races this weekend. That wraps up this edition of the Stickered Up Podcast. We'll see you next week. Be sure to share this podcast. New episodes of Stickered Up will be available wherever you download your podcasts.